Welcome to the Greater Is God podcast, where we believe God is greater than what you have faced in your past, greater than what you are currently facing in your present, and greater than what you will face in the future, where we believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Stay tuned as we get prepared to dive into a brand new episode. Welcome to the Greater Is God podcast. I am your host, Ashley Dillard, and I am so excited that you have tuned in today. Man, I was waiting on God to give me a word and then God said, I've been waiting on you to get in my word. Do y'all hear me? I was convicted on today. He said, you want me to give you a word to just download it into your spirit, but it doesn't work that way. You've got to get in my word and do the work. You've got to pray. You've got to fast. You've got to meditate on the word of God day and night, and then you will be successful. It's not always just going to come to you so easy. Sometimes you've got to dig in the word to find what it is that you need to find what it is that I'm trying to say to you. And then he reminded me of how powerful the word of God is because Hebrews 4 and 12 says for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two edged sword cutting between the soul and the spirit between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposed to me. You want the word to be downloaded into you without actually reading the word. And it just doesn't work that way. There's work to be done in my spirit as well. And so I was thinking about just the power of the word. And and I said, Lord, well, take me to the scripture that you desire for me to read. And he took me to first Kings uh, chapter 19. This is when the prophet Elijah anointed Elisha. And I know their names are super similar. Um, And I want you to read 1 Kings 19 yourself. I'm going to put it in the description because it doesn't matter how many times, uh, you know, I give a word on this podcast. If you don't read it for yourself, it's like you never heard it. You can't just take my word for it, but you need to dive into the word of God for you. Because you want your relationship with him to be changed because you don't want to go back and be the same because you don't want to be the same person going into 2020 that you are right now because you know that God has more for you but that you can't receive what he has for you until you do what he says and you know he's calling you to spend more time with him. So I want to encourage you to read the word for yourself so that you can get a better understanding of what God is trying to say to you through his scripture. His word doesn't change, but it might hit you in a different way than it hit me. So we're going to read first Kings chapter 19, starting at verse 19. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field and Elisha was plowing the 12th team. This right here allows us um, some insight into Elisha's background that he had come from a wealthy family. Um, Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulders and then walked away. This is uh, Elijah anointing him. He doesn't even have to say anything. He says, Elisha will know what this means when I lay my cloak across his shoulders. He'll know that this means that God has called him to come and follow me, to learn underneath me because he's getting ready to take over and be the next prophet. Elijah left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah and said to him, first, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, go on back, but think about what I have done to you think about the fact that I just anointed you think about the fact that God has a calling on your life go back and say goodbye but don't get comfortable remember that you have just been anointed 
So Elijah returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his as his assistant. This um, right here is an incredible scripture and it's something that I had thought about a lot today. Um, I want to go back to the part where he says he returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh and he passed it around to the meat to the townspeople. Elijah made sure that if he ever caught himself getting uncomfortable with his calling, that he would not give himself the opportunity to go back to his comfort. And he couldn't go back to his comfort because he destroyed it before he left. You can't go back and text that old boyfriend because you deleted his number when you left that relationship. You deleted his Facebook when you left that relationship. You set up roadblocks and boundaries when you left so that just in case your flesh tried to take over, you could not go back to where you were comfortable doing the same job, doing the same thing, finding yourself in the same position because you had destroyed where you came from so that you had no choice but to walk in the calling that God has for your life. This is the problem with people today is that they leave themselves the option to go back when they feel uncomfortable in the calling that God has placed on their lives. They say, well, I can go back and do what I used to do. It's not all closed off. I haven't completely shut the door, but God is saying, I'm tired of people who are half in and half out. I'm tired of people being lukewarm. I need those who are going to follow me with their whole heart. Those who are not going to turn from my ways when things get uncomfortable, when you're feeling a little bit uncertain, because uncertainty will be there. That's where your faith has to kick in. You're not always going to be certain about what it is that you're doing when you're walking the path that God has called you to walk. But what you will be is exercising your faith. Faith does not come with certainty. Matter of fact, it comes with a healthy dose of uncertainty. I don't know what's what's going to happen, but I'm going to have faith anyway. I don't know what direction I'm going in, but I'm going to have faith anyway. I don't know what is I'm going to learn out there in the wilderness or what Elijah is going to teach me, but I'm going to have faith anyway. I'm going to leave everything behind my family, my friends. Doesn't this remind you of someone? Because Abraham also left his family and friends to a place that God would show him. He didn't even know where he was going, but he said, I trust in the one who's getting ready to take me there. I trust in God's leadership over my life that I'm willing to leave everything behind. Who in this current day and age has that type of faith that says, God, I'm willing to leave it all behind at the drop of a dime at just the word go. At just the word go, that's enough for me. You don't have to tell me anything else. You don't have to tell me where I'm going, who's going to be there, what time I'm going to show up. I can go at just the word go. I'm that type of faithful. I'm that type of obedient. I have that type of faith. Man, God is wanting people to rise up in this day and age. He says it's good. It's good that you say that you believe in me. But when I call your name, will you answer? Are you going to give me excuses? Are you going to act like you're following me? But then when things start to get a little bit uncomfortable, run back to your comfort zone. God said, Elijah, he said, not so. I'm going to close that door completely. Not only am I going to uh, slaughter my oxen, but I'm also going to destroy my plow. 
There's no going back for me. This is going to work or it's going to work. There's absolutely no other opportunity for me to go back to what I was comfortable doing because I have destroyed it. There's no opportunity for you to go back to that old mindset of doing what it is that you desire to do whenever you desire to do it. When you have made the decision that I'm going to actually destroy that mindset right here so it can't follow me into my future so that when my flesh goes gets weak, I can't go back to thinking the same way I used to think because I've done the work to destroy those thought patterns, to destroy that negative thinking, to destroy those bad habits. Man, we've got to be willing to put in the work on today. We've got to be willing to change our mindset. It says uh, that our minds need to constantly be renewed day in and day out. And I'm telling you, you miss one day and one turns into two and two turns into three. So this really turns into a matter of discipline. How disciplined are you? How disciplined are you? Because God has such a mighty calling on your life. But if you don't answer the calling, you'll never know. If you don't answer it because you're afraid of what's out there, you're afraid because you don't you don't know what's going to happen or, or what direction you're going in. That's where faith comes in. You've got to be willing to destroy the things of those pa- of your past so you can't run back into it. And what I loved is when Elijah called Elisha, when he anointed him, he was working. There are so many times in the Bible where God calls people. And they're not sitting there idly waiting on God to call them. They're working while they wait. You can work while you wait on God. You don't say, oh, I'm waiting on God and I'm just going to do absolutely nothing until he comes. No, if you look up the word for worship, the Hebrew word for work and worship in Hebrew, it's avada, which means work. And it also translates to worship. Work is a form of worship unto God. That's why God tells us to work as unto the Lord and not as unto men. He wants us to work as unto him because he knows that's how we're going to bring out the very best quality of work when we're working as unto God and not as unto men, not trying to please men, but ultimately trying to please God, not allowing what men do to us affect our mood and affect our ability to work as unto God, but pushing forward anyway and saying, Lord, I'm doing this for you. So I want to ask you on today, what things in your life do you need to destroy that you keep going back to? What things in your life do you need to completely remove that you need to completely shut the door to that you keep running back to over and over again? Whether that's that's music that you feel like doesn't honor God, but you're like, you know, it's cool. Like, you know, it's it's fine. Whatever it is, what what are you running back to that? You know, if God was sitting in the room with you, would you still be playing that? Would you still be watching that? Would you still talk like that? Would you still go to all the places you go if God was physically sitting next to you? If you seen God with your own eyes sitting next to you, would you still behave the same way that you behave now? Or would you be trying to put up a front because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords sitting next to you? God sees everything that we do and he loves us anyway. He sees every single thing, every sin that we commit, every lie that we tell, every single thing we do. And he loves us anyway, Uh, that you are in a relationship and you love this person with all of your heart. I mean, you really, truly love them and they are not reciprocating that love at all. Matter of fact, it seems like, I mean, they, they tell you they love you, but they're doing the opposite of what love is. They're ignoring you. They're not spending time with you. When you call, they're not answering I mean, how, how how would that feel to to want someone and to love someone, 
but know that they don't want you back. They just say they want you, but but when it comes to answering your calls and when it comes to being there for you, they're not. That's how sometimes I feel like God feels towards his people. He wants us so bad. He loves us, but he wants us to want him back because it doesn't feel good to be in a relationship when you're doing all the wanting and the other person um, is wanting too, but they're just wanting stuff, things, blessings, but not actually wanting to be in a relationship. It's tough. It's tough to be used like that. But I want to encourage you to go deeper in your relationship with God to destroy whatever it is that's holding you back from truly getting to know him, to let go of all your comforts for your calling, to allow God to truly change your heart, to renew your mind, to destroy negative thinking, to to destroy whatever it is in your past that's holding you back from, from what it is that he's called you to do because God will use the work that you're currently doing right now, the work that you feel like, oh, I don't even know why I'm doing this or, or the, the work that you may feel like is invalid day in and day out. He's using that work right now so that he, he can bless you later. That work is preparation for something that you've already prayed for. He's preparing you for it through the work that you're doing now. That's why it's important that you work as unto him and not as unto men. That's why it's important that you give 100% and not 70. That's why it's important that you show up every day. That's why it's important that you show up on time. God says, I'm preparing you for what you prayed for. But in order for this preparation phase to really work, you've got to put in the work. Or you'll stay in preparing forever. And it's something to stay in preparing, but not walk into the promise. We see that happen in the life of Moses. All that preparation, all that walking and wandering in the wilderness, just for him to see the promised land, but not be able to walk in it. There is just such a calling that God has on your life. And I want to encourage you to do everything that you can to continue to seek his face and to dive deeper in a relationship with him. I hope this word blessed you. I'm praying for you. Um, I want to hear from you. If you have prayer requests, if you feel like you need that additional support and there's no one in your circle that's, that's, you know, into praying or into fasting or no one in your circle that supports you, you know, Ashley at greaterisgod.org. Send me an email. Um, and I just want, man, I want what God wants for you. I want you to be blessed by him. And I want you to be a blessing unto others. And I believe that God wants that for you as well. But we've got to make the conscious decision each and every day to be intentional with our time and to be intentional about how we move through the day and that we move through the day with God and not without him. God bless y'all. Have an amazing remainder of your day.